0: Welcome to Let's Talk. I'm Dr. Hassan Batch, your host for today, and I'm in the studio with Dr. Angelique Orr. Dr. Orr, the legend. Thank you for joining us, man. (laughs) It It is exciting to have you with us today. Dr. Orr is the director of West Side Rising and the CEO of the Phoenix Institute. Shout out to you, man. Pleasure to be here with you, sis. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Who are you? How did you get here? What's your story,
1: Doctor Bats, I want to say thank you for having me here. You have been such a wonderful host. Oh. It is my pleasure. I am humble and grateful. So thank you for having me. It's and you all, all already by yourself is a legend in your own right. So thank you. <laughs> Back at you, right? Just a little bit about me. I am number one. A mother mm. of two beautiful daughters. Um, from Chicago, um, born and raised on the west side of Chicago.
0: chi west side. chi
1: Chi-town, we call it west side. You, you have to say
0: that. You got to say I'm from the west side of Chicago, <laughs> I'm from right?
1: the west side. That's right. <laughs> uh, I am a west sider to the bone. And I am South side bonafide. Okay. So I've had the privilege of... Living and working on the south side, too, um, and the north side. So I've done my fair share around Chicago. So I'm representing Chicago, but understand, I'm a West Sider. That's right. West Sider. So coming from that community, it's one of those communities where we were the ninth poorest community in the country. Mm. What you you call your your trajectory was to live and die within a four-mile radius. Wow. Uh, most of the residents had never been downtown, mm-hmm. so although we had a very strong community, as a young kid, you never really know that um, you're you're living in with challenges. You That's don't right. know that until you get older. You
0: don't know you poor until somebody tells right, you. Right until
1: somebody tells you, yeah. right. So, you know, just coming from the west side of Chicago, I've been told in my younger years, my intermediate years, and even in uh, graduate school that nothing good comes from the west side. Wow. I well, mean, like, really? Well, that's a lie. Right. Of course. Right. Yeah.
0: I've, I've been to the west side and I've met some of the folks that you work with. Um, and, and it is all good, as they say.
1: Yeah. It has been a journey. So I really started off in medicine. Okay. Believe it or not. Okay. But the bug that I had for the work that I do came from my parents, my grandparents, and I had teachers that came right out of the civil rights movement. Nice. So I had got the opportunity to, to do some things with Harold Washington, nice. write poetry, yeah. do paintings. And I was young, and, you know, to see him get elected and watch that process um, as a young person, it just resonated with me immediately. Mm. It is—I don't know if it's the journey I would have chosen for myself, honestly. Okay. Um. Hmm. Yeah.
0: So you. So so you said the ninth poorest community in the country. In the country. But. In that you had a lot of love and support, you got some, some, you got a warrior in your DNA or something.
1: Now that's true. Yeah. I, but it, I, yeah, it's down in the line, mm-hmm. down, down in the gene pool. I can see it. And, um, you just don't quit, you never get up, give up. You could be the frog that the pelican is swallowing, but you're choking that, 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 neck. that
0: hand is coming out, grabbing <laughs> that
1: neck. <laughs> yes,
0: that's a great visual. You never that's a, give that's up. beautiful, and never it, it's give been up. a
1: journey, yeah.
0: So this journey has taken you all the way to Africa so so, so your work is in South Africa your yeah. work is all across the US all across the globe yeah Tell us about South Africa what was it like and what did, what did oh you my do God. there
1: I, of course I went years ago like 2002 2003 mm-hmm. something like that right after apartheid was lifted Wow mm, it was interesting because when I got off the plane I'm looking for people of color I'm looking for black people mm-hmm I'm looking for Africans, people that look like me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I did not see those people getting off the plane. I thought that I got on the wrong plane. So you're in
0: Belgium or but, something? I, like
1: yes, that. Yes, I thought we took a wrong turn, and I was like, "What? What's happening?" Yeah. But guess what? I saw us at the food court. I saw us being the bellhops, and that kind of messed with me a little yeah. bit. In Africa. In Africa. In exactly. Yeah. In Africa, I'm like, we're in Africa, and. Where's my people? So it kind of messed with me. And um, going over there, learning their culture, talking to them about what's going on in their community, what are the issues they're facing, how do they begin to utilize the resources that's in their community, Mm -hmm. how do they begin to interact with people in positions and understand their own personal power, their own collective power, um, and training and... So you were you were training
0: people in South Africa to leverage and mobilize their power. Absolutely started from scratch. And that's really what you do. Your yeah. work is centered around understanding and leveraging power.
1: Yes, understanding, leveraging power, leveraging resources, people being able to develop and own and come into their own self and their mm-hmm. own power, mm-hmm. embracing who they are because mm-hmm. you know in a journey as a minority in our communities we're faced with, quote-unquote, inequities. We're faced with, right. quote-unquote, disparities, with the language. Everything we see, we hear, we read, tell us that we're inadequate, tell okay. us that we are less than, tell us that just the word minority say you're minority, which is not true. That's right. It's not true on any level. That's right. You know, um, so my personal journey and my personal goal as a person Even when I try to get away from it, it always comes back and stare me in the face and say, hey, you have to be everything you were intended to be by the creator. Everything. There cannot be no excuse or any negotiation about why not.
0: You've got to do it.
1: You've got to do it. Because it'll haunt you. It's going to haunt you. But why else be here?
0: That's your purpose,
1: right? Why else be on well, this Well, room?
0: how do you how do you find that, right? So, so I've sat in on your work a couple of times, and you're talking big macro organizing, movement building, but I also hear an individual's speech. Like yeah. I hear you talking to the person in an unhealthy relationship. I hear you talking yeah. to the person that that's lost and doesn't know what they're gonna do in their lives. Mm. So these principles are transferable, right?
1: Let me tell you something. People who do. Organizing on a macro level, like within their community, Mac, mm-hmm. we're gonna say we're gonna use the word macro for your community. Mm-hmm. We're gonna use the word micro for within yourself. Okay. When you're doing community organizing on a macro level, you gotta do organizing at a micro level
0: to even get there.
1: You, you work on yourself because you're not gonna check yourself That's if right. you don't check. You out here doing all this stuff, and there's no check. You, you're just not going to check yourself until you really get down on the micro level and say, am I checking myself here?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How we, and you're pointing at your heart. Yes, uh, in my heart, checking my soul, my, heart. my mind. They're all connected. Yeah. And we've been fed a lot of things that has programmed us to operate at a, a level of need, a level of knack, a level of scarcity, a level of fear, a level of trauma response. Mm-hmm. And, yes, I do that because I'm going to tell you, again, life ain't been no crystal stair. It's been the best of days, and it's definitely been the worst of days. Mm. So how do you flip it? So at some points in my life, I have had some extremely low points. Mm-hmm. Like when you think you got it all figured out, something slaps you in the face and say, not quite. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So, when you have them low points, okay, let me dig in this dirt right now and see what's here. Where's the jewel in it? Where's the diamond in it? It might look like a lump of coal, but hey, there's some pressure on this. Let me hold on to this right here because eventually, after this pressure, you coming out like a diamond.
0: I I, I had an elder that used to always say to me, what's the difference between a diamond and a piece of coal? And he would say, time and pressure. Baby. So, for that person that's under that pressure, right? We need you to be more direct. They may not be grasping this. What are you telling them to do to get to the next level of their lives?
1: So I can tell you what works for me. Mm -hmm. Number one, I cannot negotiate with myself about, you know, pity parties. And what what your mama say, if you fall in the mud, don't waddle or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can't negotiate with myself. What Mm -hmm. I give myself is say, hey, you're facing this. What do you feel in this? Do you need to cry? Do you need to scream? Do you need to have a moment to give up? So in the
0: moment, you're asking yourself these questions.
1: Yeah, I have to do this. I'm in despair. I'm like, so let's say it's a tantrum right now or Mm -hmm. a meltdown. I Mm -hmm. call them meltdowns or spin outs. You do have them. Allow them. Mm. Allow it. I mean, really, at the very spiritual level, Allow it.
0: So one of the reasons that that, that I don't drink or use drugs or things like that is because I want to feel. Yeah. I believe far too often we escape. Yep. And you're saying what I believe, feel. Sit in those feelings and experience everything that you're experiencing.
1: Yeah. And you say drugs and alcohol. It don't have to be drugs and alcohol. I'm a black woman in Mm. America in a big metropolis. So you want to know how I escape? Over love. Over love. Yeah. Over fantasize about how good things can be. Mm. Over give. Over work. But guess what? That's just as toxic as a narcissistic abuser. That's right. Because you're doing that to a detriment.
0: To yourself. To
1: yourself. Yes.
0: Overworking, over loving, yep. over giving.
1: And then you teach people how to treat how
0: you. How to treat you. So, so now you're talking about self-care is the antidote, self-love yes. is the antidote.
1: Yes, it is. It, it starts, we want to say, oh, it's selfish, it's proud, it's arrogant. No, it starts with yourself acknowledging that who you are was made intentionally and purposely. The creator made you that way. Good, bad, ugly, indifferent. All of you was made by something greater than you. Can you accept that? Can you say that's good enough? Can you say, I'm going to be the superhero in my story and mm. somebody else's story, and I'm going to be a villain in somebody else's story sometimes? I'm okay with that. Nobody wants to be the villain. Nobody wants something rooted up saying really horrible things about. It. But think about it. We sit in the same room. There's 50 perspectives in this room. Because if right. you shift your chair to here, you're going to see something different. Right. You're going to say something different. So we got to just embrace. We don't know the, the static things of
0: this world. So how do we, again, right? Because I spent decades running for my purpose. Yeah, me too. Did you? So 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 how do me we? Me too. So, so if you were talking to a 16-year-old doctor, oh.
1: 16-year-old me. What would you tell her? It's okay to be you. It's okay to love you. It's okay to accept you. Because at 16, yeah, I think I was pretty... Okay, but it wasn't 16. It was between 18 and twenty. Okay, that's when the challenges started to hit. That's when I started questioning me. Mm-hmm just a whole big question, in doubting the intrinsic part of me. That's right.
0: And, and, and as you yeah. said, you're a black woman yeah. in America. So, so
1: part of that was external, the world telling you you're not enough. Absolutely, all the time. I'm too short. I'm too skinny. Yeah. I'm too dark. I'm not light enough. I'm not dark enough. I'm not smart enough. That's right. I'm not sexy enough. Constant. You don't work hard enough. It's, it's just a lot of things that you're constantly told when you're out working. You're out doing Every other people, person, giving, out loving, giving, out, loving, <laughs> yeah. out, sacrificing, yeah. and that is never accounted for. So, I tend to overdo that. I tend to overgive, overdo, and it was very detrimental to me. So, it's a learning process. So, from the young to older, older. So, like I say, it's the best of times and worst of times. But taking those diamonds and kind of absorbing. The cold and the pressure that came with it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was needful to get to certain parts of that mm-hmm. diamond. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was just time. What are it's some affirmations you
0: tell your stuff?
1: Oh, Lord. For real? Yeah, yeah. Mantras, affirmations. Oh, you have a book? <laughs> I got a book that I read off. Okay. I am always worthy. Always? Always worthy. I embrace the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifference, the successes, the mistakes, they all work towards my good. The universe is at my beck and call to help, support, and help me get to where I need to be.
0: How often do you tell yourself this?
1: Every single day. I wake up every morning, like Mary J. say, good morning, good morning. gorgeous. That's right. And I didn't believe that. I didn't feel that. I couldn't get that from nowhere, like literally. Yeah. So some things I don't even understand, and I know that they are design and outside of me, they come from outside of me, like the will to continue. I'm like the next Joe. I've had moments where, hey, this is the end of my life. I remember being in an operating room, knowing that I was going in an operating room by myself, no one there, and saying, I hope I don't wake up. Mm,
0: Because the pain.
1: Well, it, it wasn't necessarily a physical pain. That's it was easy. an internal, emotional, mental, spiritual pain that no person or no man could, or no woman, no <laughs> could help you with. Yeah. And then to say, <laughs> I come out the operating room, you are in recovery room, and you wake up and like, good dog gone, I'm still here. Mm. You know, you like.
0: That's the, that's the worst of times, right? Huh? Man,
1: well, yes, the worst of times. The
0: Worst of times. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna take a break.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, we are here with Dr. O, Dr. Angelique Orr. She's the CEO of the Phoenix Institute and the director of West Side Rising. When we come back, we're going to talk about the best of times. We're going to talk about oh, some of your work. Or we're going to talk about where you've been, where you're yeah. going, and those that you love.
1: Tune up your week. With a great variety of jazz music on WDIY, Monday through Friday nights from 9 to 11 offers many choices from the world of jazz. Featuring traditional to modern styles, plus Swing Sunday at 5 p.m. and Improvisational Jazz on the Bridge Sunday nights at 10 p.m. Listen for new releases, interviews with artists, and information on upcoming performances right here on WDIY.
0: Welcome back to Let's Talk. You're here with Dr. Hassan Batch, your host. And we have in the studio with us Dr. Angelique Orr. Welcome back, Dr. Orr. The first half of that conversation was uh, invigorating, rejuvenating, yes. restorative, man. Like, you, 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 every time I talk to you, you're so inspiring. I want to talk a little bit about the ancestors and the elders, the people whose shoulders you stand on. You know, it's clear that you're not in this world alone. Like, how did you get here? Who are the people that have poured into you? you talked about Harold Washington who are some
1: other names my teacher Mrs. Jones Mrs. Mm. Jones I had great teachers at Penn Elementary School and they were really awesome coming out the civil rights movement mm-hmm. so they taught us all of their principles but she took me under her wings from the time I was in kindergarten with her really until oh my god I, I graduated until I was in a sophomore high school And she's the one who got me involved with Harold Washington, and she would take me on excursions and to her home. And I'll tell you one thing she told me. She said, never let your situation or your circumstances be your crutch. Mm. I'm a sixth grader, eighth grader. What in the world do I know about a crutch and your circumstances? But she said that, and she took me to meet people like Dempsey Travis, where— I did a book cover for him for one of his novels. I don't know if he used it, but I did it. Mm -hmm. And she just kept me engaged and involved. My grandma, oh, my goodness, my granny, she is a woman. Her and her brothers were orphans, and they came up here. She didn't really have good, um, what do you call it, reading and writing skills. Mm-hmm. But she knew enough to read, write, work, and make a living and take care of her kids. Mm-hmm. But she only, not only did that, she took care of her kids, took care of her grandkids. Beautiful. And she was a very strong woman. And my mother, I promise you, I love my mom. My mom was an alcoholic. hmm But she was the smartest, most beautiful person I've ever seen. And she loved in this way that would... Be like, oh, my God, she's such a great person. And she loved in this way would be like, good God almighty, stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she loved hard, big and hard. Right,
1: big and hard. You're like, please yeah. don't. You could stop that right there because that's not helping, you yeah, know. Yeah. you know, So she was that person, and that was my best friend. Wow, that's um, beautiful. But for real, like today, today, day, yeah. I'm going to tell you, I get some lessons, some strength and motivations from my daughters. Okay, tell us about that. One is is um, uh, Anaya. Mm-hmm. I call her Hollywood because mm-hmm. she's been Hollywood since she was born, always ready to perform, doing her thing. Mm-hmm. She's she from the day one I started on my journey in organizing and working in communities. She was right there on my side. Wow. So she should have a bachelor's, a master's. All of that. Right? She should have all yeah. of that because she yeah. sat in them classes and everything. Yeah. So they go train with me in South Africa. Um, her and my youngest daughter, Avia, they're six years apart. Um, and they
0: both go over there with you.
1: They go over there and they both do what I do.
0: That's beautiful. They
1: can do what I do. And the oldest, she spoke for Obama Okay. three times. I Spoke for Obama thing, and Obama actually used a speech that I wrote for her. He used parts of it in his first, and a little bit in his second campaign. So much so that one of the senators, I think Senator Durbin, said and he would say to my daughter, "How does it feel for Obama to quote some of your speech?" You See, know? so
0: when I say when I say you're a legend, you act like you know I was exaggerating, man. <laughs> well,
1: they don't, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily get. Formal credit for, it, but I is there. But the hood knows. Hey, hey, that's, that's what's, all. That that's what's
0: important. So your journey, I, I hear a lot about strong Black women on your journey. Yes. What does it mean to be a Black woman for you?
1: Uh whew. as a Black woman, I am extremely proud to be a Black woman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm glad I got got that calling because I do recognize mm. that Black women are the strength of not only the black community, but also um, the world.
0: The world.
1: And the reason I say that is that we can be despondent or disregarded, devalued, or not valued as much as any other community group. But guess what? We still feed everybody on this world in one way or another. Mm -hmm. We nurture everything and everybody in this world Mm. in one way or another. And um, that does not ever take away from the black man. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I do think we are intrinsically joined in this endeavor, and I think that we all have roles for a reason. That's right. Um, and sometimes things get imbalanced, and some roles have to be augmented to account for the imbalance. But I believe that balance is not far off.
0: I like that. I like that. Yeah. What, what is your message or your words of wisdom to sisters that are struggling With this world that tells them they are less than, that they're not smart enough, that they're not slim enough, that they're not working hard. You know, all those negative things that are pushed out towards our sisters. What what message do you have for them?
1: I tell them to stop. Just stop. Pause. Take a moment to breathe. Take a moment to think. And know that you are everything opposite of that. Mm -hmm. But also love yourself. First.
0: Love yourself first.
1: Yep. And it sounds selfish. It sounds self centered. Audrey
0: Lord said that that that's it is an act of uh, political warfare, I believe.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh no, not just political warfare. It is a spiritual warfare. It's a mental, it's emotional, it is a psychological warfare. I'ma tell you to for me to get to this point now, this is complete and total warfare Mm -hmm. on socialization, Mm -hmm. propaganda, all of the things that tell you you're other than that. That's right. And if I didn't do my affirmations daily, my meditations daily, my breathing daily, man, I'm just like everybody else. I can go right off the cliff.
0: You fall into it.
1: Right, but it destroys us from the inside out. Black women have a higher mortality rate. That's right. We die at an earlier age. We carry the stress and the loads of everything and everyone else, our families, our history, our traditions, our reputations, our legacies. Mm-hmm. At some point, just stop. Just pause. Pause and breathe. Mm-hmm. Love yourself first, because what good am I if I'm not here anymore? That's right. What good am I if my kids? I can't see my kids or and grandchildren our, my grandchildren. You know and what good am I? So we need to stop. And I'll call. I'll call my men. I love my black men. Come see about your people. Come see about your women. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So traveling is a thing when I go overseas. It's interesting to see the different cultures of men and black men. If we don't preserve and cherish our own jewels, somebody will come and take it and say, hey, this is worth more than you ever knew. That's, that's, the, that's the only thing I can say. Just like yeah. our land, just like our yeah, schools. Right? They say, hey, we didn't see the worth in it. They come and get it for $2. Yeah, yeah. And now it's theirs. You you, know, you mad? What you mad about? Come check on your people.
0: <laughs> check on your people. Take care of your folks. <laughs> yes. So you are an organizer.
1: Yes, I am an organizer.
0: What does that mean? What does an organizer tell us about it? And you train organizers. Yes. You travel the world training organizers. Yes. Tell yes. us, what is
1: that? So a community organizer is a person, a group of people. I bring a group of people together under shared common interest mm-hmm. to work on issues that directly affect a certain population or people in the community so that we can come to a shared goal, shared understanding, and work towards collective action together to make change. Make change happen in communities. But again... Organizing outside is the macro piece, but you got to make change on you the inside. You keep emphasizing
0: too. that, that it's, it's, You've it's, got it's, to. it starts internally.
1: It starts internally. So I've been doing. This. So, what, what, are,
0: what are some of the issues that you're talking about that you bring people together around?
1: So now we are working around violence prevention. Okay. But what we just got out of it was election season. Okay. So, we did a lot of civic engagement and civic. Um, civic mobilization
0: okay.
1: um, because we had an interesting mayoral campaign and runoff and we want residents to know I what saw the issues saw some, uh, <laughs> yeah. some of those memes baby they were ugly who but i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you this though compared to some of chicago politics mm-hmm. they did all right this okay. time it okay. just was it just was so chicago
0: is a rough place from, from from the violence to the politics to the police yes. to yes
1: the real estate, like like Chicago, has some stuff with it, right? All the time. I don't care what you touch, you are gonna touch some of Chicago, some of the shytown. Yeah, I'm yeah, it. yeah.
0: And what's at the heart of that? Where does that come from?
1: I think it's just how the city was built. Honestly, okay. it's traditionally known to be a quote unquote mob city. Yeah, that's or what I've heard. Al Capone. Al right. Capone. Um, very politically corrupt. What you call is the it? Word? Challenge messy, yeah, a little mess, a <laughs> little, little challenge, yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing about Chicago is, Chicago got some people in it that make Chicago Chicago. Do you? I mm. don't know if you know what mm. I'm saying. It is an energy. I, mean, about I, Chicago. I, I
0: love my people in Chicago, yeah. Every time I go out there, you know, that's how we met, right? We, yeah. we, we met in a room with a program that you put together. That was one of the best that I've seen in the country and yeah. in the world, I would say.
1: Wow, like, that's your Community leadership
0: community, fellows. Yes.
1: Community leadership fellows. Actually, it was a great time, a great point in my life, you know, for this to come along and to pull all those people from Chicago, from the West. Side. So, I'm going my roots. These, these grass are grassroots West
0: Side yep. people, the organizing. People. I mean, I, I came in and do some work with you guys, and, and the level of passion yes. that I saw and brilliance that I saw I was like blown away
1: and I love it because you know Chicago got always got little things. south side west side yeah. again I'm bona fide south side, but I'm straight west side west side <laughs> <laughs> you keep claiming they, it I'm gonna claim it to the dirt but you know west side to see something did for us by us mm-hmm. with us
0: Mm, for us, by us, with us.
1: So what happens to the West Side is they do it for us, by them, without, without us. It. That's not just the West Side. You know, just, yeah. just looking at our dynamics. Yeah. Uh, they'll bring someone from, quote, unquote, the East Side or the South Side or the North Side to help with the things. And I, I love all of the sides, yeah. but less equitably funnel us to the West Side, too. Remember, West Side was like a central place for all the riots, mm-hmm, the race riots mm-hmm. in the 60s. It's a place where King lived. It's a place where uh, the Black Panthers were located. So a That's lot right. of that stuff...
0: A rich history.
1: Yeah, a very rich history. And if I'm not mistaken, in the Harold Washington election, the West Side was one of those bases that had been dormant that came out and voted. Mm-hmm. So... It's a rich area. Like Chicago was a rich area overall, but, you know, I'm just representing the West Side, you know, so.
0: Shout out to the West yeah,
1: Side. Yeah, and CLF, y'all rock.
0: Community <laughs> Leadership Fellow. Shout out to, uh, Lieutenant yes. Harris yes. and Alex, yes. right? the work that you guys are doing together is is, is phenomenal. And Doctor um, Bass, you're
1: doing great work here. So I want to appreciate you and your people. You. you got a great group.
0: Thank you very much. And you know, right? Oh, you've been around. So when you see when you see it, it, it that means a lot. Oh, you got We're, a great group. In closing, got a couple questions for you. If they wrote a book about your life, what would the title be? <laughs> Oh, my God. No, you're thinking too hard. You know the answer. Uh Uh-uh.
1: I got five books wrote down already. Okay, tell Um, us. What is it? It is Beautiful Blemishes. Beautiful Blemishes. I like that. Favorite movie? Five Heartbeats. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Nights like
0: this. (laughs) Mm. Okay, perfect, perfect. Favorite singer?
1: Oh, oh. Favorite singer? Aretha.
0: Powerful. Yes. Powerful.
1: Aretha Whitney. <sighs> yeah. Beautiful. Powerful. The, the, the real people. Oh, but if you're talking about favorite performer, Prince, hands down. Prince. A girl, oh. boy.
0: Okay. In closing, favorite cartoon?
1: Oh, my God. Oh, hands down, Avatar, The Last Airbender.
0: Mm, you deep.
1: Baby, let me tell you something. I could watch that front and back, back and forth, and get messages every time 20
0: seconds tell us why
1: so it's a spiritual in-tune cartoon Mm -hmm. that will help you learn about yourself Mm -hmm. learn about the depths of spirituality and learn you know to not be so hard on yourself live your life have fun make a difference
0: dr o it is always amazing to spend time with you to learn from you and you continue to teach us that we are perfect whole and complete Yes. You continue to teach us that we have to do that self-work before we move into the community work and that collectively we hold so much power. Together. Together. Thank you for all you are and all you do. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This is Let's Talk. I'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this program, please go to WDIY.org or the WDIY app to share or become a WDIY member.